Welcome to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is April 22nd, 2022. We are live from New York City with another Decent Recap. I'm here with Matthew Bloomberg. Matt, how you doing? I am doing so well. It yes. is a beautiful, what is it, 63 degrees outside today. Springtime in New York, man, does not get any better than this. Summer's around the corner. It's going to be disgusting and hot and all the things you want out of a New York City summer. Exactly. It's mirage season, it's as mirage they say. It's mirage season. <laughs> Days like this, you just want to log off, not go on Twitter, just not check the chain. Yeah, have nothing to do not with... Not quest uh, with your heroes. <laughs> Look, every day is a good day to quest with your DeFi Kingdom's heroes. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, there's actually a major player that is kind of feeling how we are today, which is kind of this... Sam. Like, <laughs> Sam it's wait. my turn, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, like, the, the, the player is... Um, kind of a big one that I think a lot of people don't realize is, is actually like mega important in crypto okay. is uh, do you think okay before you say it, do you think anybody even noticed or knows that's listening to this that there was a big outage uh yeah a hundred percent well no I well nobody listens to this right? <laughs> okay true so, true well, it's do you hard think for the me one to, guy that listens <laughs> do you think do you our think, guy uh, do you think the guy yeah <laughs> no I don't I don't even think he listens to it I, He's I think too he deep just, in Juno he just tweets at us to please do a Cosmos episode <laughs> please do a Juno episode dude it might be at seven bucks now <laughs> <laughs> I checked it's it's only at 15 oh uh, but it's down like nine percent today so Juno's it, got a rock solid floor at 15 <laughs> um okay um, what was the outage so the outage that's going on right now is is a company called Infura. Mm. Um, does the guy know what Infura is? Does okay, okay, listener. Uh, here's what Infura is. Okay. So, um, so in in a blockchain, right? Like uh, the the general workflow is you sign a transaction and then you have to send it to the network of like validators or miners, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need like some. You kind have of, to do this. Like if you're Bob and I'm Alice. You're uh, trying to send me a transaction. Like, you literally have to broadcast to the blockchain yeah. that you're doing this. Yeah. And so, usually, the way it works is like miners have like something called a, a gossip protocol mm-hmm. where uh, they'll all be in communication about like which transactions they're seeing coming across the network. Okay. Uh, and that way, like, every miner is informed of all the pending transactions in mm-hmm. the memory pool, in the mempool. Yeah. Um, but first you need to get it into there, right? You need to get one miner aware of it so that they can like go and broadcast your transaction to the other miners as a potential one to include in the next block. Right. Um, and so, uh, so what Infura does is they, they basically act as the gateway to the like network of Ethereum miners or clients or nodes. Okay. Um, so you don't have to be a miner yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. You you don't have to like run the Ethereum uh, like node protocol. On, you don't have to run Geth. Is what you it's don't called. have to be like verifying all these transactions on your computer. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. like uh, <laughs> you know, like there's different versions of the Ethereum uh, like like client layer that you can run. So I don't think you necessarily need to even like verify. Uh, but you could be like listening uh, and just kind of not worrying about the actual state of the chain. Um, okay, so Infura is used by how many people approximately? Uh, one gazillion. So I want to say uh, they. That's a rough number, I think. Uh, sorry, t- it might be closer to 1.5. 1.5, right. Okay. So uh, the last stat I could get was that uh, they grew from about 100,000 users in, I think it was 
2019 mm-hmm. to about 350 in 2021, like late 2021. And but, roughly, uh, I would say percentage in percentage terms, this is probably what literally everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, so the number the number of users is is a little bit of like a, a weird figure to look at, but yeah. this is basically like. Um, well, so there's kind of two core use cases for Infura, right? There's like you broadcast your transactions to the, you send, you send like your transaction data to an Infura node and then it sort of broadcasts it to the network at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like MetaMask out of the box, like will, will work with Infura, will, will use Infura as something called an RPC endpoint. Okay. Um, but RPC endpoints are capable of more than just transaction broadcasting. So, for example, when you go on the Uniswap URL, right, when you go on the website and you say, I want to swap all of my USDC for ETH because the merge is coming. Um, first, uh, you know, the UI likes to help you out a little bit. It likes to tell you, you know, if I try to send a million USDC, it's going to be like, no, you don't have that much. Okay. Uh, and so uh, the RPC endpoints are actually how, how they get that data. Gotcha. So if you look at like the requests that the browser is making to like the internet at large, yeah. they're all basically <clears throat> to these RPC providers. Okay. Um, and it'll be things like, tell me what tokens are in this user's account and how many of them are in there. Or like if you want to like provide like NFT gated like access to a Discord, yeah, uh, you know you need someone with some knowledge of the blockchain to tell you whether or not this address has one of those NFTs. Mm. Um, and so it's basically just for like querying blockchain state, gotcha. as well as like broadcasting changes to it. So it's it's the gateway basically yeah. to, to the network. So I was trying to find some stats on how many people are using this or like what percentage of users you know connect to infura uh and yeah actually like basically everywhere it just says a gazillion uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a hard number to track it, right yeah. because it's not something that's really like logged anywhere mm-hmm. metamask would probably be the ones that have the best data on it but i'm pretty sure there it's literally everyone you know um, the interesting thing here is like metamask infura Basically, every other infrastructure company you've heard of are all owned by consensus. Yeah, so there's a Lindy effect here, right? Which is that like they've been around the longest, they've had the most time well, to build, uh, and that's because consensus has been really in the business of investing and building mm-hmm. this kind of core infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, Joseph Lubin basically took all of his Ethereum from the ICO and put it into consensus. Yeah. Um, um. <clears throat> So, uh, so anyway, um, that 300,000 figure, that's like, uh, developers that are paying Infura. Yeah. Um, and so like, uh, like Uniswap would count as one of those users. Mm. Um, so, and, and there's useful things there, which is like, they can also track for you, like what usage patterns are emerging. Like when do you tend to see peak load on your, on your smart contracts or whatever. Uh, similar to like a, a Google Analytics for like a, a website, like Infura provides this kind of analytics data for okay. for decentralized application developers. Okay, so what's happening right now? It's down. <laughs> uh, the I think the tweet said something like, "We wish we could say GM fam, but uh-huh. uh, nice, but nice. <laughs> but not all is well. Uh, we're working on it urgently. Gotta always throw in a GM, even if everything is on fire. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. It's always a GM. It's always yeah. A little GM. All uh, systems are operational as of 14 minutes ago. Oh wow! So the, the outage lasted, I guess, a little bit over an, an hour, hour and a half, half or so. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, wish we could say GM fam. We apologize for the service disruption and inconvenience. Team's all hands on deck. Status on Fira. All right, yeah, just... So the debate that this raises, that this is inevitably going to raise is, like, how centralized is Ethereum? Yeah. Right? Like, obviously, like... And, like, my, my take on this is that it's not centralized. Uh, there are other RPCs you can connect to. There right? are. Uh, you can also run one yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, like, there's Pocket Network. There's, like, others that are that are working to provide sort of decentralized... Dude, talk about a shit RPC, man. Pocket Network. Have you ever <laughs> used this thing? It's so bad. Oh, Somehow wow. it's worse than just connecting to the Harmony main chain. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that's a low bar. It's so bad. Um, so, anyway... Also like, reflected mm-hmm. in the token price down only yeah i mean i was like oh maybe i should buy some pocket because yeah. inferior is down and it didn't didn't flinch it didn't it did go up at, at all. all yeah this um, thing man this thing is a really horrible coin so uh do you know what it's used for yes it is used for i think it's like the proof of stake coin for the huh. network huh interesting you get like uh you, you actually you get yeah, I think, like a rpc endpoint and yeah and like, actually you do get uh fees from the network oh interesting because you know, people huh. pay to people use pay you to the... broadcast their transactions or whatever or yeah to like, exactly to, query to using your use the huh. network yeah wow interesting so you get some rewards back and apparently the like the apr is decent <laughs> that's a big red flag um. <laughs> no it's no 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 like decent is in like it's like kind of like reasonable it's not like crazy oh, it's okay. like it's not one of these like thousand decent percent. like our like, podcast decent like our podcast exactly oh, like, which is reasonable. to say very reasonable yes, yeah no, exactly. no high expectations <laughs> no, no high expectations <laughs> well i'm looking at the chart the 30 day is down only 90 days just uh you know up and down 180 days wow only. i'm looking at 24 hours like maybe exactly an hour ago nice pump from 62 cents to 63 cents <laughs> like you can actually see the uptick here like this is how fucked the chart is wow fascinating <laughs> it's just the only part where it doesn't go down yeah. wow man this thing sucks also another of these uh calls that this man ansem has made like not a good year for that by pocket yeah dude this guy is like this this guy is like uh not doing well yeah i think everything he made in 2021 is gonna be he's just giving it all back he married his bags that's or marry maybe we're just all his exit liquidity you know (laughs) that's it yeah we'll be we'll be sitting here crying in a year come on Um, the pod dude 120 (laughs) seconds all you so uh like the argument that i was gonna make is that Ethereum is not centralized just because a large number of users are using Infura. Mm-hmm. A, there are alternatives available, but B, and this is much bigger, the security model of the blockchain is highly decentralized as well, right? Like you have a lot of miners, right, mm-hmm. in a competitive mining market. Soon you'll have a lot of stakers mm-hmm. and a relatively like, uh, you know, this isn't like, uh, some of these other like layer ones where maybe you know uh, Alameda did buy all the tokens, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so in a real world sense, like what happened the past couple of hours? Did anything uh, break completely in the sense that you couldn't get transactions through, or if you weren't savvy enough to switch to a different RPC provider, then yeah, yeah you couldn't get your transactions through. Okay. Um, so, 
you know, not like, but this is so like, like on MetaMask when you go Ethereum mainnet, is that by default going through Infura? I believe so. Okay, um, and then so you would have basically had to go through like Pocket or one of these other ones, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I'm sure there's free ones too where you don't have to pay in Pocket. I think po- Pocket is free. It's free for sending and then maybe for. I think they just take it out of the like transaction fees or something like that. Hmm. I don't know how they do it. I don't think it, yeah, I don't know how they do it either, but the transaction... Like, whenever I connect to Pocket, I've never had to pay in Pocket Token or anything like that. Yeah, uh, it's basically the chain link model, where yeah. no, nobody ever needs the token. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and the team just sells. The, te- the team's just dumping. Hey, yeah, um, not a bad short. Um, so, uh, like... Dude, let's get you past this idea of just always wanting to short. <laughs> <laughs> I would never short because it's a terrible idea. Um, I, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, anyway, um, speaking of uh, Ansem and all of his bags going to zero. Oh, dude, please. Sh- should we move on to America's favorite segment? Yes. I thought you were going to move on to more FUD about Jewel. Like, <laughs> dude, I can't take anymore. Oh, God, where is it now? Dude, it's got to be like below four bucks. Oh, wow. Jewel is so wrecked. This is a little bit like, it's like checking. 352. Oof. Oof. This wrecked. is a little bit like checking back in on Britney Spears every couple of years oh, and being like, where is she now? Did she have a. Did well, she have that's a blow just up? gone and to a just, sad place now. Yeah. Same with Jewel, man. Uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, oh, let's dude, move on. Hold to... on. Mm-hmm. The real, real sad chart, Crystal. Do you remember oh. what Crystal was at? 45. Yes. Do you know? Just take a guess what it's at now. Seven? Wow. Pretty good, six nineteen. Wow, you know I haven't even checked on it since it was at twenty. Neither have I. Yeah, I, I haven't. Just, I, I haven't even assume. opened this. Yeah. Um, dude, there's an analyst at Coinbase who's just like researching DeFi kingdoms all day. It's like, bro, what the fuck. Let me send you some heroes. <laughs> That's a thing at Delphi too. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have like uh, they have GameFi specialists who will specialize mm-hmm. in one game. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, she was uh, doing the same thing. She's like, yeah, they just said pick a game. I'm like, go at it. This, <laughs> this is wild. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, let's move on to America's favorite segment. What do you say? America's favorite segment, the FOMO of the week. Oh, FOMO of the week. You want to go you first got, or should I go first? No, I think yours is, yours is better. Uh, okay, we'll lead with this. Then our listeners, as usual, can, can pause it after the part where they don't, where they don't care anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we'll start with the, we got to start with We the had one guy. guy. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my FOMO of the week is none other than uh, ETH Amsterdam. Amsterdam, baby. What a what an event. Uh, and I totally should have gone. I was this close to FOMOing into a ticket, and then I didn't, which is why it's the FOMO of the week. Yes. Um, ETH Amsterdam is an incredibly interesting event. Do you know how it works? No. So, um, so the Ethereum Foundation rents the uh, like conference center, the convention center in yeah. Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, and provides a co-working space there. <clears throat> That's nice. all they do. Then everyone else is invited to create their own days of like panel talks and like events and they rent their own venues. So for mm. example, there's an entire day of just MEV. And oh uh, and it takes place in some conference room in some other venue. Uh, where like all the people that care that much about MEV and find it as interesting as as nerds like I do, uh, you can just go listen to twelve hours of 
nothing but talking about MEV. Wow. Uh, and like, you know, there's other things for NFTs and culture and like more interesting things. People can't see my face, but I'm like physically disgusted here. Yeah, I, th- I think he might throw up. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's cool, right? It's a decentralized model uh, yeah. where like the communities that are interested in a certain thing come together, make their own plan, rent their own venue, sell the tickets. Uh, and it's just like the only thing that is centrally like or not even centrally but like the the most centralized thing about it is that the ethereum foundation has rented out the conference center just as a co-working space that's pretty cool people that want to go build they don't have any talks there or anything it's just like it's fully community like driven there's a i think ave is throwing a rave party but it's not even ave throwing it it's decentralized so it's like Rave, have you seen this? No. Yeah, it's Rave. Oh my lord! Rave. Okay, you're taking away all the FOMO that I had. (laughs) Well, it's basically just like a whole bunch of people on Twitter that are like, "Which club are we gonna go Rave at?" And uh, and they all sort of self-organize and like Ave itself has nothing to do with it. All they did was tweeted like Rave at Amsterdam this week and like that's it uh it's it's like really cool like community driven de- the most decentralized event that i know of in the space that's pretty cool yeah yeah that is actually a really cool concept i'm just shocked that there aren't more like tokens and nfts that have been launched around this event uh well you know how it is with like conference season like when there's a conference that's time that like people are not like actively building and releasing and buying apparently and so this is effectively the conference curse right like every conference the token just goes down basically during the conference and directly after the conference Mm -hmm. happened with bitcoin miami happened with the avalanche conference Mm -hmm. avax was at 100 bucks and then the avalanche conference happened now it's at like 74 all right so the big question bullish or bearish well, you know, obviously bearish, right? Uh, dude, there's a fucking event called Rave. That's disgusting. You don't think Rave will pump the price? <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. But I might go, I might go to Arave. Yeah, like, exactly. If, I was going to say, dude, I'm yeah. down to skip everything you just said and just go to Amsterdam. Yeah, sell your ETH, buy the plane ticket, let's go to Rave. Yeah, people don't know this yet, but they've brought Amsterdam to New York. You can do everything you want in Amsterdam, but now you can do it in New York. It's unreal. I mean, uh, happy 420. Happy 420 uh, you week. You can basically buy weed in every bodega. You can buy weed in every corner store. You can buy magic mushrooms in every yeah, corner store. Yeah, there's mushrooms going around now. Like, you can buy, like, the weirdest stuff. You just ask the guy, and he'll pull out, like, his personal stash. Like, last time I went in... It's like, yo, man, you guys are selling weed in here Not now? you. Someone you know. Uh, somebody I've heard of. Swim, yeah. Some, <laughs> someone, someone who, who isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, walked in there and was like, yo, so like they sell weed here now, right? And um, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, you want to see? And, you know, the person I know was like asking a bunch of questions. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, of course, it's all fresh, man. Just goes in the back, brings out, like, a one-pound bag. It's like, yeah, it's all rolled from this, man. Like, check it out. Here are the nuggets. It's like, oh my god, this is uh, next level. I mean, like, being from Denver, like, I still remember the first time one of my friends, like, bought a pound of weed. Yeah. It was, like unreal it's like a whole foods bag size thing of of wheat that's a lot like it's not a very dense object right no Um, i mean this same person i'm describing also i i've known (laughs) to have bought a pound of weed and it's like you know what is this costco why why would anyone (laughs) buy a pound of weed (laughs) that was my next question (laughs) um Um, i don't know i'm gonna have to check in with this person (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) moving on from the rave (laughs) 
Okay, my FOMO of the week this week, um, I just have to touch on the last FOMO of the week real quick. The Moonbirds, man. This is killing me. I no, knew the, it. The price prediction last time was they minted out at 2. They minted out at 2.5. And do you which remember we where? We all knew what would happen. Do you remember where you instructed a sell? I told everybody sell at 10. Yeah. It's not going to hold 10. Well, obviously it was going to go. Past obviously, 10. <laughs> exactly as I predicted, it sold out at 2.5. It went to 10, and then it immediately dumped. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's at fucking 35. We're wrecked. <laughs> Matt. Why do we keep missing these things, man? Uh, you know, we don't have the balls. That's the issue here. Like, or we, the ETH. Yeah. Or the, <laughs> anyone want to fund anyone our, wanna, our discretionary uh, NFT fund? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. That was a hard one to see. Um, and, well, I mean. Why are they at in a 30, sense, 35? Dude, Kevin Rose, man. Um, I saw I saw a great meme about this the other day. There's it, I I just don't understand it. Um, anyways, okay. There's not much we could have done, right? Like I was on the wait list. I didn't get it. I don't get these things. I've mentioned this before. Um, not much to do. Still have FOMO. Infinite regret. Always. There's infinite regret. Yeah. In all exactly. of crypto, but especially in NFTs. Yeah. Exactly. Um, FOMO of this week. Another thing I didn't have control over. Unfortunately. This new NBA NFT mint, the Association NFT. So this is a really cool thing, in my opinion. They are basically putting out NFTs of uh, different players, and they're like different editions uh, per player, right? So like each player will have like 100 or 125 or something like that. Hmm. Um, and these NFTs are dynamic, so they change as the player gets more stats, like throughout the playoffs. Hmm. Um, so like. Yeah, they're taking in like live uh, data feeds. I, th I don't know if they're using Chainlink or it's just off-chain. Well, I would the, assume it's, it's off-chain. It's the flow blockchain, right? Uh, no, this is a whole different thing. A this is not Top Shot. This is that's like, NBA Top Shot. I just assume they would use the same blockchain. No, this wow. is a whole. Yeah, I think these these are minted on ETH. Wow, um, that's so interesting. Uh, another free mint. Wow, you what? just had to be. Yeah, you had to be on the allow list. Mm -hmm. Which is just people who are vibing the Discord, I guess. Which is <laughs> sixty thousand people in the just the official NBA Discord. Like you wow. just got to be in there early. I guess <laughs> they put you on the whitelist. Um, yeah. So the thing minted out. There's thirty thousand of them, I think. Thing minted out for free. They're at like selling, reselling for like point two. Hmm. Um, is that worth the gas fees to even mint though? Yeah, actually, I don't know. I, I, Pro probably, right? Probably. I think the gas fees yeah. can't, can't be more At this point, one. gas is not gas too is crazy, crazy right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's the only place in the world where gas is cheaper today than it was a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> True, dude. Maybe, maybe Russia. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay, that, uh, I have a question. Um, yeah. Do you know if like the players, uh, do they get any like royalties on their own cards? Or dude, I actually just, don't like, think so. I think it's, so with Top Shot, I looked into Top Shot, and it's super low. Like really? extremely extremely low huh. um with this one i don't know I'm not, yeah I'm not top shot sure. it would feel harder to, to to figure out like which player to direct it to right because you're getting like a moment of nba history uh well it's still it related still to one specific? player like okay, it's, yeah. it's like oh this guy had this dunk this guy's dunk yeah. uh interesting what about an alley-oop Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, uh, maybe the dunk or. <laughs> or the pass or. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, would you buy one at point two? Yeah. Uh, let me rephrase that. Bullish or bearish? Bullish or bearish. 
I'm actually bullish on this, dude. This is one of the cooler concepts I've seen in the sports NFT realm, for sure. Yeah. I think this could lead to a lot of like interesting possibilities down the line. You know, there's this whole fan-controlled football thing. Have you seen this? I read a little bit about there's it. There's a new football league that like Johnny Manziel is part of, Terrell Owens is part of. Huh. All these retired and washed NFL players who still man, want. Yeah, yeah T.O., dude. He, they want to get back in. They're doing this fan control football. They like release their own token. The token holders get to vote on the actual plays themselves, like the plays that they're gonna run, <laughs> um, and they do it live and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting, but I think this opens up, you know, more possibilities even to like combine stuff like that. I don't know. I think it could go to some uh, cool places. <clears throat> I don't know about the price. Like, they haven't revealed the players and things like that, so hmm. oh, interesting. you're just buying so they're blind. Just, they're just, like, mint passes, kind of. Basically, yeah. Huh. Um, um, I mean, it is interesting, right? Because, uh, like, I think a lot of people would, like, if you think about, like, sports gambling, uh-huh. right, uh, and betting on a player. I would never think about sports gambling. <laughs> what am I, a degenerate? <laughs> <laughs> All I gamble on are shit coins, okay? <laughs> I just gamble on, like, different kinds of dog-related coin. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, but if, if I were a normie and mm-hmm. I thought about sports gambling, mm-hmm. um, then, uh, like, I, I would think that, you know, you kind of need to, like... Uh, you, you kind of need to like directly tie some kind of financial compensation to the performance of the player. Like, so with, uh, w- with like fantasy, right. Um, you can actually gamble on a set of players doing well, and there is a direct financial compensation Yeah. here. It's a little different, right? It's a little bit more like it, it's still speculating on the performance of a given player improving or, or getting worse or whatever, but not because of any like direct financial like reward to whoever owns that that like playing card or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's more like purely as a collectible. It's a little bit closer to like a baseball card, right? Where like you know a, a mediocre baseball player like their cards aren't going to appreciate as much. So this much is why as, top like, shots are getting wrecked. Player. Yeah, this is why top shots are just going to zero because. They don't have any future. To this exact uh. conclusion, it's like, all right, what am I buying? These collectibles, um, okay. Yeah. And these guys are just well. The thing is, initially they did like top shots can't be discounted. These things started the whole NFT boom. Like it, it would not be here without top shots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason that these things floor prices are getting wrecked is because they just keep putting out so many more. And a lot of new, uh, like they'll just mint anything. Hmm. So, so it's, it's really not really holding thing. the rarity. Yeah, it's not really a rare thing to have. Isn't that kind of what happened with CryptoKitties as well? I like think oversupply? so. Yeah. Huh. Whereas, like here, um, I guess there's a sort of controlled uh, inflation schedule as more players enter the league. Mm. You would imagine maybe they mint more. Uh, like that's you know, if I were thinking, if I were in these guys' shoes, that's probably how I would do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like continue to cash grab, uh, but like, you know, in a sustainable-ish way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and you know, there's only so many players on a given team, and so, and so there's a little bit of like a control mechanism there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I guess we'll have to stick around and see how the art is. Yeah, I wonder what the art will even be. 
uh, like a player, right? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what if it's just basketballs? <laughs> what if it's like you remember the Australian Open with the tennis balls? Oh yeah, those were actually kind of cool though. <laughs> um, <laughs> the website looks pretty cool. Like the design on the website and everything looks nice. Huh? So bullish. Kind of bullish. Somehow. Um. Uh, what if you buy blind and you get like a, a garbage player though? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm just gonna wait for the reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough. Uh, okay, so should we talk about more NFTs real quick? You wanna? Yes. Uh, should we mention real quick that about? my employer put out a new product this week? Yes, uh, they are shipping in beta, right? Uh, they shipped in beta. Coinbase NFT beta launched 420. <laughs> Very uh, insightful and witty. Whoever came up with that. Um, um, so since you like work not only for Coinbase, but also kind of on this, not on the product, but like in, in a capacity related to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I work on Coinbase NFT. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe I'll just say all the words here. Yeah. Uh, you how does just that sound? speak. I'm so, going to go on mute and, uh, yeah. Wh- why don't you go throw up, uh, like you wanted to during the, uh, don't worry. We have a Solana corner coming up, so, uh, you can, you can go, you can go purge in advance of that. <laughs> yes. Let's, uh, I'm on mute, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, Kron's already been on mute. Um, so, uh, basically, the the responses that a lot of people have been throwing out there uh, to the Coinbase NFT beta is that it looks kind of like more social networky than um, than something like an OpenSea, where like they have like uh, I guess there's a page where it kind of looks like you know an Instagram timeline or whatever. There's like suggested people to follow, and they're like influencers in the space or like you know like OGs, uh, and uh, and so that's kind of been I guess the angle that a lot of people have highlighted uh, playing around with the beta. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't used it yet, uh, but I guess Coinbase has like a pretty large user base to begin with, and and overall nice NFT, ninety million. Yeah, like uh, like uh, ninety. Oh my god, I thought it was like fifty. Uh, no man, it's crazy that we have I think seven times as many people as Robinhood. Yeah, believable, right? Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> uh, that's that's incredible. Uh, but I guess you know. Uh, like, could it lead to, like, large amounts of NFT volumes? Potentially, right? But the people that, like, have a lot of money to throw at, like, speculative instruments like NFTs, like, they probably got into that already. Um, like, who is really sitting on the sidelines with 100 grand in capital to deploy across three Azuki or one Azuki? One Azuki. And, uh, and they're, they, but they just didn't want to look at OpenSea at all yet. Like, uh, you know, so I, I wonder is this going to pump my Solamas like that are a hundred bucks each? I can't say too much here, but are on that on, last on point, mute? definitely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Your Solamas are destined to be wrecked forever. Yes. Uh, um, listener, if you want to buy them, <laughs> I'll yes, give you a deal. You can be Matt's exit liquidity. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I, I can't say too much here, but like the one thing I would say is, Maybe you won't get a lot of people coming in and saying, hey, I want to buy an Azuki, but you might get a lot of people coming in and saying, hey, this association NBA NFT looks kind of cool. Yeah. And I would not have seen this anywhere else outside of Coinbase because I already have the Coinbase app and I already know Coinbase and all this stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, 
so one interesting we'll one like one last note to touch on here uh gas right mm. uh so it costs some gas to get any kind of nft transaction executed especially yeah. a mint um mm. so uh like one thing that i've been thinking about lately is when ethereum switches to proof of stake mm -hmm. uh coinbase operates like oh you know they they have like the largest staking pool right yeah uh, uh i don't second largest think so i think kraken it's third it's kraken lido and coinbase like will they wait until it's their turn to produce a block to like push these things through at a lower gas fee because they can prioritize which transactions to put in the block mm. question mark yeah i don't know um anyway Very interesting um, moving on, uh, listener, if you're still here, tune in to our merge deep dive, which has not been recorded yet. Yeah, we'll record it early next year, just like yeah. the merge. We'll record it early <laughs> next year, about yeah. a year before the merge happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, one NFT I want to talk about. Have you seen these things called Anatas? Yes, Anata NFT. This thing has been getting so much hype. Do you know what Anata means? No. Anata means you in Japanese. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you NFT. Okay. It's like it's it's you. It's supposed to be you. So they're basically like uh, this is avatars, lady, right? right? This uh, is chick. Hmm? The art is this chick. Wait, what? Uh, Isn't the art like this chick? This like anime-looking chick. Oh, I have no idea. I literally haven't looked at it at all. Oh, you haven't. Oh. I just I read I read like the Medium post, but I didn't like I I was reading it on the subway, so I didn't have any of the images. Ah. Um, but uh, they're basically like supposed to be like avatars that have like uh, you can almost think of them like sprites in video games where there's like one looking at you with a smile and then there's the same character looking at you with a frown or an angry one and then the, there's like three dimensional the I, I think in the roadmap they're gonna go three dimensional like avatar style things almost like a Snapchat filter where you have like a three dimensional face that's mimicking your expressions. Uh, I want to say there's like voice modulation in the roadmap. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the idea is that like in the metaverse, you can be whoever you want to be. So uh, mm. like why be you on things like video chat? Like if you could just have an Anata and like, you know, completely uh, adopt like a like a metaverse alter ego. Um, Bullshit bearish. I'm looking at the art right now. I just don't get this whole anime vibe, man. Uh, I actually, I, I really like the sort of anime fusion of Azuki, where it's I mean, like, Azuki is amazing. Azuki is truly amazing art. I know people like to say that as a joke or a meme or whatever, but I think do? the art Wait, is incredible. Azuki is spectacular. Oh, wow. Yeah. This one is a lot weirder. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, not, uh, not, not my vibe. Also... Here's the thing, right? There's only like, uh, what is it, like 10,000 or something? It's not mm -hmm. some, some round number of thousands. Apple had this Animoji thing, right? And like they, I, I want to say this was like one of the core features of when they came out with the iPhone X uh, that had the like dual the facing 10? front camera. Yeah, the 10. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, the, wow, bro, you don't know Gary V, and now you're saying iPhone X? It's an X. It was the she's, bro. I can't really say it in Portuguese. She's. Um, okay, continue. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just had to put that in there. Um, when they came out with the 10, uh, they had these, like, dual front-facing cameras with, like, the infrared thing. Um, and so it allowed them to, like, capture... Maybe it wasn't even dual in the front. It was At the time, I think it was just the infrared thing. Uh, it allowed them to capture your three-dimensional facial shape and, like, uh, yes. not only face ID <clears throat> and the government reconstructing your face, uh, but, but also, um, you know, like, capturing things like 
your facial movements with like a, a, a like more fine grain like degree of like uh, of detail. Um, okay. Anyway, and emojis fucking suck. It turns out like yeah. I've I've used one once. Uh, like it, it's just like not it's not a thing that. I care for. I can't imagine it's broadly used. Like none of my friends uses an emojis in like. You can even do this in FaceTime, right? You can put like an emoji mask on. So I'm taking the other side of this so hard. I am the guy that uses the an emojis. You, you need to the see animojis? the ones that I've created. Wow, dude, the Apple an emoji thing is so much fun. You can customize these things. I'm actually gonna show you the ones that I've created just so we can capture your reaction live okay look okay. at these creatures i've made dude. we got to provide closed captions for our listener look at these lads dude look at these absolute lads that i've made oh man look at this guy with the cowboy hat dude this what? guy is just a legend it looks like oh wow yeah it looks like i fully constructed that guy with a cowboy hat yeah wow it's a red man with a cowboy hat but I think I'm underselling it here. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I still don't feel like I get it. Uh, but also, okay, this is so the... So you can like, capture any kind of audio, video thing you want to capture with that guy as your face. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. Look at this guy I created. Dude, you're telling me you don't want to send a message with this guy? <laughs> All right, this guy get a little more. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, the the thing is that like uh, uh, I I see the um, uh, what I was actually gonna say is like yeah, wait, some, what was the point? Of what this? I was gonna say is some people use this, right? I okay. understand, but look at in him. the metaverse, there are, uh, ideally you're gonna have more than ten thousand people or whatever. Mm. What the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Also, uh, like you like the ability to customize several of these things yes. for different use cases, true, right? True. Uh, like. Uh, you know, if you if the NFTs are trading at one ETH each, like you're only gonna have one, right? Then there's the whole like self identity thing, right? Where it's like, are you gonna sell that one that's yours? Like maybe, maybe not. And then somebody else has your freaking face. Yeah, just like <clears throat> bear, so bearish. I'm bearish on anything that uses technology to make people's experiences more digital mm. as the metaverse, right? Mm. I'm I'm bearish VR for that reason. I think that the metaverse needs to be digital contributing like to people's experiences in the real world. I see. Which is closer to what this is, where it's like you get to send a message to one of your friends with like this fun thing that you made. It's like art, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's still you and your friend and you're in the real world. Every, everybody knows it's not your face. This isn't an alter ego like where you fully have been in your like real world experience or, per, or persona and adopt. It's this, like some like, ready avatar. player one type situation here yeah i mean i haven't read it or seen it but uh like i think that like uh i think that that's not gonna happen <laughs> i agree with you i don't imagine that is the metaverse at all like this idea that the metaverse is like vr i think we said this exact thing like yeah and i'm just so bearish on that idea yeah i think actually naval tweeted this he was like the metaverse is not vr the metaverse is decentralization like it's like yeah but yeah pretty much makes sense yeah, yeah it sums yeah. it up yeah. Um, um, all right. Bearish. Bearish Anata. Bullish the NBA. Let's get it. All right. Um, you want to talk about this Bean Bean Finance? What is it? Bean. Uh, oh, I absolutely do not know. Beanstalk Farms. <laughs> no. No. Is, let me tell you how interesting <laughs> okay. it was. Okay. Okay. Let's Since, hear it. Like you don't have any of the you don't have any of the background here. Okay. I do have some background. 
Uh, there was a hack. It happened. (laughs) (laughs) Smart contract. What else do I need to know? Smart contract drained 75 million worth of ether. I think this is the coolest freaking thing. And then the Beanstalk team did this whole thing. They were like, oh, should we save the project? Should we ditch the project? Yeah, they're going to try and do like capital rebuild. Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, look, let's let's talk about the mechanics of the hack itself because they are so cool. Mm. So why are you doing a podcast? Just start hacking shit. (laughs) We could do a hack podcast. Yeah, true, Um, true. All right, how do uh, we hack the next smart contract? (laughs) Let's dox ourselves as we hack. We're white hat hackers. Yeah, yeah, we could just collect bug bounties, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, look, I'm not smart enough to hack, but boy, do I appreciate the game. Okay. Uh, so These uh, are some artists. Yeah, like, uh, listen to this. Okay. Uh, Beanstalk Farms, uh, I want to say it's similar Beanstalk to like... Finance. Beanstalk Finance? Fa- fa- I think it's just called Farms, I, I don't know. No way. Yeah. Uh, so the Beanstalk Project. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, I think it's like kind of like Frax. It's like a decentralized stablecoin thing, but like it kind of doesn't matter at all because it has nothing to do with the mechanics of the hack. Okay. Okay. All you need to know is that this project has some like protocol owned liquidity, right? Uh, it's like an ohm situation. Uh, yeah, closer to like a cash IO or oh, like, okay. or literally like like a Frax, right? Okay. Like where you you can uh, bond like uh, you know curve like three pool or four pool tokens yeah. uh, each of which represents like kind of like a fungible like stablecoin dollar uh into their contract and then you can you can mint uh their stablecoin at like a slight discount I, I think it was like that kind of setup okay so it's a decentralized stablecoin yeah basically uh but uh and so as a result they have like all these like three three pool like tokens or whatever mm-hmm. they, they have some treasury or okay you know protocol and like assets yeah pretty pretty standard like uh this is how a lot of these decentralized stables are going about it now yeah but it doesn't even really matter okay okay um so here's what the hacker does mm-hmm. they flash loan so they flash borrow yeah one billion dollars no way of various stable coins oh okay? my god so yeah. there is that much liquidity in these flash loans well yeah because um it <clears throat> like because it's happening in one transaction yeah that liquidity cannot be needed for anything else in the meantime like mm. if it's if it's if it exists yeah it is flash loanable. so that's what i'm saying if it exists meaning it has to be in a pool somewhere right like somebody has to put that up yeah, someone has to be, like, lending it for whatever yeah, rate, so right? there uh, is, like, a, okay. So, where is the other side of this? Like, so I took a flash loan. Where is the ETH coming from? Uh, usually, it's, like, Compound. Uh, I see. Okay, okay. Or Ave, I think, also provides flash okay. loans. Uh, so, you know, just any, like, decentralized lending, like, money, I see. money okay, market okay, protocol. Okay, yeah. um, so, in aggregate, like, their TVL is above a billion, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you can... Fi- you can Flash borrow one billion dollars worth of stable nuts. coins, right? Because the whole idea is all you have to do is pay it back by the end of your transaction, and nobody had any risk from that or anything. Is right? it by the end of the transaction or by the end of the block? Transaction. By the end, so it, everything has to be done in one transaction. Yeah, the only reason flash loans work is because they require you to pay them back by the yeah. end of the transaction. Okay, for some reason I thought it was in, within the same block. It has to happen. No, no. So that's the whole idea is that like it's atomic, right? Mm. So transactions are atomic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're discrete chunks of like state changes that's on the, the blockchain. That's the single unit. Yeah. So you can't. So nothing get, else is going yeah. on during your transaction okay. where someone might want to withdraw some of this or whatever, mm. right? Uh, it's just like it's your turn. 
do whatever you legally are allowed to do according to the protocols and then pay back uh plus you know like a basis point or whatever yeah right? that's it one basis point. Uh, it was like three okay. uh so um you know this is really interesting because it, it allows for like like liquidations like they used to happen a lot with flash loans right mm. where you would borrow whatever like the protocol needed and then you'd use it to buy the the other thing you'd sell it at a, at a premium and then you'd pay back your flash loan mm -hmm. um but uh they're also like pretty like powerful vectors for hacking mm. right so yeah this hacker borrows one billion dollars worth of stable coins okay okay deposits them into uh deposits them into the um uh like curve pools okay. to mint these lp tokens okay then bonds those into the beanstalk contract so when you provide like and and that that's what creates the protocol on liquidity so it's imagine you gotcha. have one dollar's worth of like lp position yeah you can get a dollar and one cent worth of like stable coin from beanstalk is sort of the idea but um and uh and so in the meantime you also get these things called seeds right so seeds are the governance token effectively of this protocol that's different than the bean token yeah i think bean must be the stable coin i mm. don't know the thing is it doesn't even really matter that much what what this protocol does okay here's what they do they borrow a bunch of uh a bunch of stable coins they use that to create governance tokens mm. to, to mint themselves new governance tokens okay to the point where they controlled 70 percent of the protocol wow 70 percent is an important number here right so okay it's interesting the yeah yeah uh 70 percent is an important number because it exceeds the 66 percent threshold that the contract had in place for something they call like emergency fixes mm -hmm. right so so if, at that point you basically have control over the treasury or something you have full control over anything you have the nice. whole like multi-sig you have it you got it all wait what yeah you have the multi-sig multi it's i guess it's not a multi-sig yeah it's, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's just a contract that checks whether or not you have 66 percent of the total Whoa. okay so there is a like a safeguard in place, right? Uh, so Beanstalk, they had this thing where like you had to make a proposal mm -hmm. one day in advance of it getting executed, mm -hmm. right? So there is a twenty-four hour like uh, cooldown period, right? Okay. But you can just create a proposal, and nobody's really looking. Yeah. So this guy made two proposals. Um, okay. One was to send, I think, two hundred fifty grand to Ukraine, okay. uh, and then wow. yeah, uh, and then the other one was to send everything else in the in the protocol's treasury yeah. to him uh <laughs> waits 24 hours right <laughs> does this flash loan borrows a billion uses that to get himself 70 percent of the governance tokens uh -huh. sends himself all of the treasury and sends 250 grand to ukraine unreal and uh uh pays back you know, uses that to pay back the billion dollars worth of, uh, you know, uh, flash loan, mm -hmm. keeping a nice 75 mil for himself. Not bad for a day's work. Now the question is, Ukraine has 250K of, like... Tainted money. Well, yeah, stolen money, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they care. I uh, think they have bigger problems, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do think so. So uh, anyway, I thought the mechanics here were really interesting because they basically center around governance, right? They mm -hmm. center around this idea of, of like token controlled governance. How would you build a better protocol to avoid this? Uh, not have token controlled governance. 
<laughs> just have a multi-sig of, of trusted doxed individuals or what? Yes, I think so. Is I that, mean, I don't still, understand. Is that still a DAO? I don't understand why it needs to be a DAO. Nothing needs to be a DAO. This decentralized stablecoin, I don't think any element of it needs to be yeah, like what? What Dowd. were the governance issues that they were going to be yeah, exactly. voting on? It, it's legit. It's not even like, like a curve three pool thing where you're directing missions, right? Like you have the one stable coin. Yeah, and it just you just you vote on parameters need, or something, or yeah. like which you know which pool. Like is to why was that? As, so as actually, I had two questions for you, but these this really ties in. Is like, what was this hacker doing that he was like, damn, I got this brilliant brilliant idea. These idiots wrote this line of code that basically gives you root access to fucking everything if you have 66% of the governance tokens, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess just on that point, I have two more questions. Like, what was this guy doing? Does he just, like, chill and read code uh, on these contracts? Like, is this guy, you think he's just, like, looking at different contracts for, like, potential vulnerabilities and he found this one? Um that's, I mean, actually, now that I'm talking it out, that seems like probably what he's doing. I mean, that's uh, definitely the non-conspiracy theory, right? The conspiracy theory is that is, this is a like a rub. team member yeah, or yeah. something, right? Um, yeah, okay. And then the second point on that is... Um, I mean, how do, how do bank robbers operate, right? Do yeah. they, is it opportunistic or do they do research into like which bank to hit yeah. or, or what? I read, I read a long Reddit thread on a former bank robber. He was telling his whole oh, life story. Oh, that was a good really thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, but okay, so second question. What are these guys going to do with the money now? Uh, whatever your hacker does with the money, same thing we always ask. Tornado cash. Yeah, tornado cash. Dude, the, the tornado cash UI was down because of the Infura oh, uh, outage. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, that's that's interesting. Well, because well, to even generate the, the you know the the transaction to sign, like they might they need some parameters on like yeah. wh which wh what was last block or whatever. Or, mm. um, they need some on chain data, and they couldn't get it. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so how does the uh, what do they do with the money? Yeah, they send it to Tornado Cash, and then who the fuck knows? Okay, what does Ukraine do? Are we gonna blacklist all that money? What's gonna happen there? I mean, I don't think Ukraine is sending crypto to you know Coinbase. Uh, Somebody to, to was like out, tweeting right? out that they were like there was a they bought a bunch of weapons with their crypto. Yeah, um, they're buying it, but probably OTC. not too. Probably yeah. <laughs> Send it to Coinbase. OTC. Yeah, I don't think they're sending it to Coinbase. <laughs> like maybe maybe like you know Binance uh, or something, yeah, right? Uh, like yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Let's hit maybe one more thing, which is okay. Hold on. Real quick, macro corner. Real real quick. Oh God. WTF. Man, Netflix, 700 bucks to 212 in wow. two days. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I didn't catch this at all. You I, didn't catch this? Dude, I haven't looked at stocks since, um, uh, since I quit working in stocks. Dude. It's been fucking liberating. It's I know, great. but Netflix has been everywhere. Even Rakesh just, Rakesh just sent this to me. That's how I just saw it. It was at 700 like a couple days ago. It was not at, at 700 a couple days ago, dude. It was at okay, 350 it a couple 700, days ago. It was at 700 like a month ago. Uh, um, no, year to date, its high was 600. January. Uh, what is this chart that I'm looking at then? Am I looking at a fake news chart? 
what's going on here. In fact, it's never hit 700. This chart shows the Netflix price at $700. Like. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Fake All news. right. Fake Enough. news corner. Uh, uh, okay. Point still stands. What is going on with oh, Netflix, wait, hang on. man? No, my chart was wrong. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a no, no. It was a six hundred ish in November twenty twenty one. All right, man. A few days ago, three seventy three. Uh, point still stands. What is going on with Netflix? Are they done? Are they, is this the uh, AOL of uh, <laughs> the twenty twenties? Um, I don't know, man. Like, doesn't make sense to me. Like, are are you know? Look, here's the thing. All of these companies, right, have basically been priced on growth. And mm. if you're not, if you're failing to grow, then you've lost everything, mm. right? Uh, like everyone was looking past your operating margin, right? Your like gro- gross margin, uh, like whatever, at the expense of growth. Uh, it's not far off of a, like one of these alt layer ones where it's like <laughs> super centralized, right? But we're willing to trade that off because it allows you to like grow your number of transactions. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you can't grow anymore, you're fucked. Um, that's, yeah. uh, that's basically what's, what's going on today. I guess more broadly, my question is, do you think this model can work? Because Netflix really became big because they got all of this cheap IP from back in the day. Because everybody in the world is like, oh, you're going to put this shit online. I don't care. Like, have my IP for basically free. So they had all these old TV shows and movies that they could just broadcast for basically free. And then they had to switch. And now they're basically just a movie studio. They're yeah. a production company. They're a content which, provider. Yeah, which is like historically, uh, they they have a short lifespan. Um, hmm. So, I don't know. I'm not that... Okay. You're, you're bearish. Yeah, I was going to say, the main question. Bullish or bearish? I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes like, oh, Facebook is now meta, and Netflix is out of fang. Now we have MAGA. <laughs> but uh, I, think, <laughs> I think Netflix is wrecked, dude. I think they're really wrecked. Um, well, like... Uh, like, what are they going to do? Start launching NFTs? Like, maybe Netflix becomes an NFT marketplace. They were talking about ads or something. I, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. What I mean, is this, dude? 2002? Fucking, this is the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're talking about ads? They were talking bro. about ads, which is like, you know, like, oh, what? On top uh, of your subscription. I, I mean, mean, I guess that's what we do with TV, right? Cable, you pay a ton of money and then you get a bunch of ads. Yeah. Well, you get a little content in between. This is why I don't watch cable. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll, well, no, but crypto podcast, right? <laughs> uh, you don't you don't pay anything, but the entire thing is an ad. Yeah, um, true. So look, I'm bullish on Netflix. Uh, oh baby. Yeah, like mega bullish. Like I didn't realize it had tanked this hard. I'm gonna go buy some. Wow. Uh, well, no, I can't say that because this is not financial advice, and I'm not actually making any claims about anything I'm gonna buy or sell. Uh, true. But especially not an equity. True. Uh, but yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna buy some because. Nice. <laughs> um, Look, the thing that people struggle to understand about Netflix is that it's uh, it's really shifted over the last year or so to a global content production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like historically, basically the number one number that has moved the stock price upon earnings releases mm-hmm. is the number of domestic subscribers in mm-hmm. America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like, if you miss or you know beat by tens of thousands uh, of subscribers like that can move the stock you know 10 percent uh 
the thing is that like we take it for granted in America that uh, like there's a lot of content, mm. um, but in a lot of developing countries that's just not the case, right? Like um, like think about uh, like like maybe this has changed over the last five years, but uh, in India, how's the I was going to say there? if you bring up the India point, it's like the exact opposite. There's way too much stuff in India. Is I it think, any good? Uh, Quite, I mean, depends what you like. I don't like it, but people love it. Like, I think Bollywood puts out five to ten times as many movies as uh, Hollywood does. Yeah, yeah, but um, they're they're largely formulaic, right? And like, is same, yeah, same story but I mean, that's that's what this, that's what the audience wants. I mean, well, so Netflix has injected this recipe similar kind of to the HBO playbook, which is like inject cash, right? Like, like spend a lot of yeah, money but on HBO production is value. Way more selective on what they do. Yeah, that's true. Netflix is basically willing to float H- anything. Netflix yeah. will for put a season anything out there. Yeah, yeah, for a season. For a season. Yeah, uh, but they're 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 pretty ruthless about cutting. Uh, they do cut. Yeah. The thing is that like if you look at like the best Brazilian shows, mm-hmm. Netflix originals are really good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like you know, learning foreign languages like this is something you quickly pick up on. Is like, whoa, how do I? You know, you want to practice. You're like, like I was watching the French debate the other day. Uh, <laughs> in, oh yeah, in Macron French. corner. Yeah, Ma- Macron <laughs> corner. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, dude, Le Pen, don't don't underestimate her. I think she might. I think, I think she's, she's gonna, gonna win. win it. Yeah, I think she's uh, gonna win, dude. That guy's a clown. Yeah, he's, well, we're all clowns. We're, we're all clowns. We're all clowns Clown here. world, dude. I'm still waiting for that Kanye album to drop at midnight <laughs> from three years ago. I'm the clown. Uh, I think you're but, just an uh, optimist. Like, uh, Netflix content is pretty fucking good. Like, they, it is, but they have is pretty that good a... writers. They have, they spend a lot of money on production value. I'm not watching garbage content from the 90s in a square format. So, you know, like, the reason to be bullish here is that um, they have the content. And they're never going to fucking license it the way that any other media provider did. Hmm. Um, and, you know, you see, like, networks trying to sort of, like, backpedal and, like, do their own thing. So, like, Peacock for, like, you know, yeah. NBC Comcast, uh, Fox. Remember and Quibi? <laughs> Quibi? No, I don't know. It was around for six months or something. I mean, CNN, I think, days after launching theirs, Dude, shut it CNN down. CNN Plus. I actually ran into somebody from CNN, this, like, uh, like random person that worked there at a crypto event. And she was like, yeah, I'm on the CNN Plus team. I was like, uh, real talk, like, is that not the worst idea of all time? And she was like, uh, no, no, like, people, people, like, still care about the news. I was like, okay, let's get you to bed, Grandma. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Okay, we've spent too much time on Netflix. Yeah, I'm um, bullish. Bullish, I'm bearish. Um, although, this is, this is a shitcoin chart. Like, how much lower can it go? Um, okay. One final thing. The Stripe announcement oh, from earlier today that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly that's how much of a non-event it is <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i don't know okay so stripe announced that they are going to be uh integrating crypto payments about a month ago or maybe a couple of months ago mm, um i missed that yeah so that was a really big announcement that was like maybe one month ago um they had initially actually allowed oh, that saved for, the market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stripe saved the market. I think Doe saved the market. Doe Kwon. <laughs> Doe Kwon, yeah. Um So they had initially actually allowed for like Bitcoin transactions, ETH transactions, I think, uh, in like 2017, 18, and then they uh, took it away. Uh, and now they announced that they're going to be accepting crypto payments or uh, basically <clears throat> providing infrastructure for crypto payments. Um that was big. They announced today that they're going to be using Polygon. Weird announcement to me, but 
I guess it makes sense because the transactions are basically free. So from Stripe's Dude, point they, of are view, are they free as in cheap or are they free as in Solana? Uh, free as in Solana. Wow, they're that cheap. Yeah. Wow. No Polygon way. Polygon and Solana are like the same. It's the same gas fee. Yeah. Wow. Just what? about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wild. Um, so I guess that's why you would, because I was gonna say like, why not, why not go to Solana? But then I guess this is like a pub- public ledger. It's like a mm-hmm. little bit better. Uh, I guess. Well, Solana is a public ledger. But yeah. Well, kind of. It's just, it's not really inspectable in the same way. It's multi coins public yeah. ledger, but it's still a public <laughs> ledger. It's Sam's public ledger. Um. Uh. Yeah. All right. I think like this so is kind of So it's initially USDC, right? Which is which I find like interesting, right? Because it allows them to sort of plug into this like compliance layer that mm-hmm. circle has has set up here so this i mean not that anybody cares about this topic uh but this makes me so bearish on cbdc's right like hey, this is never going to happen never this yeah. is the exact solution stripe on polygon with regulated usd with regulated usdc yeah yeah, yeah. this is ex- like, the exact solution. it now exists yeah the argument is over you yeah know? Um, one interesting point in the article that I thought was cool is that like uh, they basically said this is going to allow Stripe like payment recipients to hold dollars, which may not have been possible for them before. Right, like across the world, right? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, really cool. I think that's. Uh, I wrote about this in one of the articles I did for Bitcoin Magazine, but I was writing about this from a Bitcoin perspective, but I was like, uh, the fact that Bitcoin is global, uh, it basically is a price discovery method for like global talent almost, or like everybody's on the same like uh, price model, right? But mm-hmm. the actual solution is USDC. Like everybody's competing for dollars. So yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting how that plays out. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good for Stripe doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Uh, Pretty cool. Not they cool, are the true shippers. Like they're gonna be putting stuff out. I mean, the Stripe just puts out high quality product, right? That, yeah. That's uh, and that's you never hear about such... it, and they just crush it. They just dominate markets. Yeah, so. their their whole dominance is due to pro- providing high quality. Like yeah. uh, like if you want to develop with Stripe, it's so easy mm-hmm. to allow so for online payments, right? Yeah, uh, it's like one line of code or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, yeah, and good on Polygon too. Like this is. A lot of the stuff, you know, just being around the industry, like you see a lot of this stuff just comes down to BD. So like, yeah, and, and I mean, we've been, or I've been sort of thinking recently, ever since I saw how small the market cap of Polygon was relative to other mm-hmm. L1s, like what is their niche, right? Like, is it gonna, like Avalanche is pushing harder and harder into gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Solana, obviously, like finance, right? Uh, like Ethereum, NFTs, I don't know, culture. Uh, what, what, you know, and then Terra has this whole like UST thing. Uh, what, what is Polygon's niche, right? Like why, why use it? There's no, why bother? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, like if you go on the Polygon website and click ecosystem and like, I, I actually think every ecosystem page fucks this one up. It should be sorted by TVL or Mm -hmm. number of daily users of the contracts, please. Uh, there's one called Olive Dow and that comes up above sushi. Um, yeah, yeah. it starts with a. It's like, dude. Yeah, it's just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, um, <clears throat> Ave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah. I think that maybe, you maybe brought payments up, is their niche, right? Yes, like, but you brought up a good point because Solana also announced Solana Pay. Yeah, and which also integrates really. USDC. There was one video of one guy paying with Phantom at a coffee shop somewhere. Yeah, that was like right when it 
like first the day was after announced. it was announced and uh, i haven't seen anything since yeah what like what so are they doing? i think it's gonna be really interesting now because all of these l1s have so much money and they are now putting out basically the same product right payments payments and now it's just gonna come down to bd and like executing and getting partners yeah. so i'm really interested in how that plays out solana historically has been great at that now i guess polygon's making a big play yeah so i guess kind of more interesting than i'd give it credit for yeah uh, we should do a bullish polygon, or bearish polygon Both. deep dive at some point would be yeah. super interesting yeah i'm they down there's so much history yeah uh, be fun bullish or bearish uh, do you think anything happened to the matic price today i'm looking at the chart right no. now no no it uh, just round tripped it yeah. went uh, 137 to 150 basically right back, back down, down to 140 yeah. i mean uh like I cannot overstate how much I feel nothing about this entire story. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great thing, but I don't think it's going to do much for the, the price of anything. The only thing that I, that I like about it is that it does provide this, like like you were saying, like it it, uh, it introduces a new narrative in terms of like... Dude, the more people scaling. that can have USDC, the better, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, thousand-year American empire, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, seriously, yeah. that's our only one export, bro. Dollars. I mean, it's interesting if you think about the petrodollar, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, we were providing this incentive to, yeah. to transact using it, like, mm -hmm. uh, kind of similar to, uh, like, UST with their, like, 20% APY. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're just, you're bootstrapping some kind of incentive here. Yeah. It might cost you in mm -hmm. the short run, but it's right. going to play out well in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, like better stablecoin regulation and not fucking spending a single fucking second on CBDCs is the smartest way for the U.S. to play this. Okay, let's go longer, longer term, big, big picture. Does this question even make sense? What lasts longer, the United States of America, fifty states, or the U.S. dollar in some form? Bitcoin. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been another decent recap. We'll catch you next week. Next Stay time. decent, everybody. Uh, none of this was financial advice, legal advice, investment advice, or any other kind of advice. Uh, if you're looking for advice, you are definitely in the wrong place. Uh, until next time, stay decent.